Hello everyone, the one called fate knocks at your door. We're back with another grand episode, or probably subpar if we're being completely honest, uh, episode of Tabletop Recap. Uh, I am your host, Hunt, and then we have the most powerful being that ever existed, Big Boy Chungus. <laughs> and also, the newbie, cool as a doobie, G. Hello. <laughs> What's up, G? Uh, today we're talking more about the Sunless Citadel. That's what it's called, correct? Yee. Yeah, so we played more into the Sunless Citadel, fought a couple of bosses. Levels were gained, friends were lost. Well, level was gained. Well, I guess they gained at the end. Technically, you all gained a level. Yeah, we all used the level. plural tense. I lost more than you could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. That will be gotten to. Uh, but first we're going to roll for initiative to see who goes first. Five. Nine. Seven. Okay, I'm actually going to yield to the DM, which was Big Boy Chungus. Uh, and remember, my character is Clarence Spellshell, Druid Tortle, and uh, G. There is a Dragonborn Paladin, correct? What's correct. his name? Balasar. Myasan Balasar. Anyways, and then of course our friend Connor was with us as well, and he was playing him basically a personified version of himself. Yeah. At least what he thinks is himself. It's an artificer, human, but built like a rogue, and his name is Connor. <laughs> Don't ask about his backstory, because that's classified. There's a gun to my head. <laughs> classified. <laughs> that's a new meme. So we picked up from the last episode where you guys had just made friends by accepting a mission on behalf of the kobolds. And cleared out the rat nest and had your first encounter with some goblins. You guys met a couple more goblins, had it a, uh, a little combat session, and after clearing out some more goblins, you came across some. Well, we thought those goblins smart. Yes, you did. You used uh, a variety of spells like uh, fog yeah. cloud. I, I cast fog, and then we shot at them from the fog, and they couldn't see us. Uh, I actually rolled really low initiative, but my plan was originally to conjure a flame. Because I have a really high AC, and then I would be aimed at, and they would attack. Because my long range attack is just Thorn Whip. That that was my only long range at the time. Uh, but yeah, they 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 you guys defeated those goblins pretty quickly. You, Miko, and uh, Meepo. Me, I already forgot his name. He's How already slipping you. from my memory. How dare you! <laughs> so yeah, you guys fought those goblins really smart, and then you uncovered. A prison area where you found three kobold prisoners um, and a little gnome named Erky Timbers, uh, who he had been there for a while and had been sustaining himself based on his uh, priest-like powers from uh, Paylor, the cleric. And he basically told you about. Uh, he gave you some new information about the missing family members that you guys have been searching for. He told you a little bit more about how the goblins were operating and what was beyond. The um, the goblin territory with the the dark, uh, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's basically the dark, uh, garden essentially. And then Connor made your job a thousand times harder. Right. So he told you about well. The other thing was he told you about Belock, who was a sorcerer who came by a long time ago and made his home in the bowels of the citadel. And then there's also um, twig blights that are coming from. Balex chamber that could explain some of the stuff that's been happening in Oakhurst Village. You mean like anthro pickles? 
Yeah. I didn't know that's what Lycanthro pickles were. That's their stat block, but they can give you lycanthropy, but you turn into a pickle. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, so while, while you and Gold G's character were um, talking to Erky Timbers, this little gnome priest, uh, Connor decides to try and persuade these kobold prisoners to join you guys. Now, the thing is, is that these kobolds, they weren't supposed to join you guys. They were just like prisoners. It's like, who are you? Don't hurt us. Bah, bah, bah. And uh, if you happen to be there with Meepo and he tells them that you're here to help find the Calcrix, their, their dragon, then they're just like, yeah, happy. Let's go back home. But no, Connor rolls a nat 20 on persuading these guys. And now we have like a small army of four kobolds. That includes Meepo. Uh, a new pallet or a new priest, an artificer, a paladin, and a druid. That's a party of eight. And I have to manage half of you, more than half of them. So that was real fun. Uh, when that happened, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Needless to say, I had to come up with some creative ways to off some NPCs real quick. And I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah, I would have so made. You only ended up off in one. I would have made the DC to convince them like really high, but it wouldn't have mattered because he rolled a nat 20. Yeah, nat 20. That'll do it every time. That'll either make or break or run through. So yeah, now you've got all these kobolds and um, you guys have uncovered some other stuff. You found the food pantry that the goblins use for to hold all their stores. With elf pudding, which yeah. we had some not so family friendly jokes about <laughs> like, that you would you would not believe how we homebrewed how elf pudding is made. <laughs> you homebrewed. <laughs> I had no part in that. But it's canon now, right? Uh, sure. Whoa. What you wanted Illegal. to do with the elf pudding. The DM said it, therefore it is law. <laughs> well, that was all out of character. My character would never do that. Um, you guys actually didn't fight any goblins up after that point because you uh, you came, after you came through the storeroom, you came across a long building or a long hallway, which you... And Erky actually discovered that on the opposite end, behind a much larger door, there was a clatter that sounded like a large group of people were talking, acting, and just going about their daily business. And you guys just said, hey, there's a lot of goblins over there. Probably shouldn't go in just yet. Um, and so you guys, Glenn, or G specifically, um was, you know, like, hey, let me use the kobolds to go search some of the surrounding rooms. And uh, so that's what you did. They they did perception checks for you. Um, Connor did one in a room, and <laughs> he got a crit fail on it. And so he, like, he... I basically had to punish him for it, and I came up with the idea that it is so dark in here and so brooding that you are now frightened. You cannot enter the room because you're too terrified, and any rolls you try to make in the room are going to instantly fail. A room too edgy for the edgelord. Yeah. But we still didn't go in the room. Do you guys want me to tell you what was in that room? Well, we might still go to yeah, it. Yeah, we so. might still go to it later. So. Okay, okay. Um, but he did stealth check uh, before going into the room. So stealth check before everything. <laughs> <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> but um, so here's the thing: there were four. There are four kobolds total. Three that were the prisoners. One that was Meepo. Meepo and they had to answer to you for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Because we got there, and then I'm sitting there having to establish terms so that the the, the gnome and the kobolds don't murder each other. 
And then Connor jumps to the and one more term. I'm like, no, no more terms. <laughs> and then at the very end, he just managed to go horn in there, like, you guys follow him like a sergeant. Yeah, so he Pointing just, at my character. So he just imposed. So he not only gets this army that no one wants, but then he, he hands then it dumps off. it on me as my responsibility. And then, you, and then you were like, I don't want this army. And he was like, it's a good thing. You get to control them. And then I was like, I don't, well, then why don't you want it? If I don't it's so good. want to control them. <laughs> He wants the army. He just doesn't want anything to do with it. I want to have the strength in numbers, but I want none of the responsibility. <laughs> a true rogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He's built like one. What did you do? I'm not saying anything until as you guys become real cool about a lot of things real quick. <laughs> so yeah, get back we, to we send the kobolds off into the different doors in this elongated hallway. Two of them came back, and they basically said that. You know, these two doors are connected to a longer hallway, but they didn't score very high on their perception check, so they didn't give any kind of discernitive markings or shapes of the room. Weird. The third kobold didn't come back. Which was, a, that was a smart way to get rid of him. Good job. <laughs> and uh, basically, uh, G, Connor, and Meepo, along with the other two kobolds, decided to go into this other room. Before we go in, let's have a little reminder of who Meepo is, for those who might have missed the last one. Right. So Meepo is a dra- the dra- he's the dragon keeper for the kobolds. He was the one who was in charge of taking care of Calcrix, the white dragon wormling that was stolen by the goblins. And he he loves this dragon. Everyone in their clan does. But it was his responsibility to keep track of it. And when he lost it, he was just a broken mess. And when he met you guys, it was just like, oh my gosh, I can be redeemed. Happy day, happy day. Yeah, and he had like this super high view of G's Dragonborn, and G just loved Meepo. Like, loved Meepo he was like, I'm going to adopt so. you, and you're going to go on every quest with us from now on. And he was like, yay, adoption! <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea what it meant, but... You just, he asked you what it meant, and you told him, he asked you, does it have anything to do with dragons? And you being from a church of Dragonborn, he said, yeah, it has something to do with dragons. And he's like, yay, adoption! <laughs> So we go in there, and it's this room that the the dragon or the kobold went to but didn't come out of is a trophy room. There's heads mounted on the walls of both kobolds and other smaller animals. There are disembodied limbs from where the first kobold went in but did not come out. And there's an upturned table, and you guys can just hear crunching and gnawing from the other side. And lo and behold, someone makes a noise, and the white dragon wormling Calcrix Picks its head up from over the table. Exactly who we were looking for. Which, you know, Meepo's happy because we found Calcrix. You guys are like, hey, look who it is. And the dragon begins to snarl and says in a very menacing tone, Meepo. So it's just Meepo, Connor, and G. I'm still down the hall at the other door, and I was listening to see if we could get any scraps of information. And I had my translator with me, who was the cleric. So we're not here. Just... It's just, just so you know, we are not here. It's three kobolds, the paladin, and um, the, the artificer. Which, you know, right away, that should be kind of in favor of the adventurers because 5v1. Um, and G's character actually... Uh, so first things first, Calcrix does not like the kobolds. The kobolds kept it in a cage and would feed it rats as often as they were able to. Yeah, and she didn't get a good deal. And it's not like she was mistreated. The kobolds did everything they could. They put her in a cage and fed her rats. It's not like she was mistreated. Well, for the record, she's a dragon. She could have gotten out of that cage anytime she wanted. (laughs) She just didn't have anywhere else to go, really. So then the goblins kidnap her. 
And they put her in this trophy room. And this trophy room has treasure, which all dragons love. Um, she got food that was more than just rats. And she got this much larger room all to herself. Didn't have a cage. So she was already getting a better deal in life just by being with the goblins. Um, and so she she saw Meepo, her handler, which she just associates with all the other kobolds. And she was ready to bite his head off. Man, the other two kobolds are cowering outside. They don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, they would get to that point. And, um, and G's character was telling her what was going on and this white dragon wormling is an angsty teenager and she just starts telling G off. She says, I don't need no assistance from a metallic dragon uh, whelp like yourself. She starts cussing him out. because G did some fantastic role play here. He did. He rolled very high on persuasion and stuff. You did a great job, my dude. And you were, I'm going to say, you were very close to convincing Calcrix to come willingly back with the kobolds. At the very least, just to leave the Citadel at some point, because she she doesn't want to go back. But then you, uh, something happened on that one roll. No, I remember what it was. Yeah, it was, she had a condition that she had, he oh, she, did not con- want to meet. The condition. Yeah, she told you that she would come with you, but on one condition. And what she proceeded to do before telling you what it was... Was kill Meepo. Like no, she, she bit his arm off. Well, no, she was going to kill Meepo. Yeah, that was the condition, but she bit his arm off. Yeah, she bit his arm off, and Meepo is like bleeding now, and he's looking up over at G's character. He's like, help me! <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, uh, G proceeds to try and say, are you sure there's no other way to do this? And Calcris is like, no, this is the only way. And you're like... So he had to choose between the dragons... Like, he had to basically choose between, like, something his religion wanted him to do and his adopted son, Mifo. What choice did you make, G? I finagled my way so that I did make it out of both ways, but I did choose Mipo. Yeah, he chose so Mipo. Rolled, rolled, you rolled for initiative, and um, needless to say... Um, <laughs> Tell him what happened what during the fight. So the first, I didn't make you do anything. So <laughs> I blame you. Connor, Connor tried to situate himself up to attack, but I think he whiffed with a crossbow. He did. And then it was G's or Meepo's turn, and he went for a one-handed attack on Calcrix because he even said, you know, don't kill her, just knock her unconscious. So he like hits her with the blunt side of his knife, misses, and ends his turn there. And then G goes in for like, I'm going to use my Paladin Smite and I'm going to punch this dragon or I'm going to hit this dragon in the next Saturday. And you crit fail. I used Wrathful Smite and I crit failed. And so you rolled max damage. You whiffed on Calcrix. I even said you set it up like this big old baseball swing. You missed the dragon, stagger, do a 180 mid-swing and you decapitate Meepo. And immediately, I lost all purpose. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you a shirt that says "I killed Meepo," and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> I will wear that, and I will answer like people will be so. Like, Who's Meepo? I was like, don't even mention it. Man. Don't remind me of my son. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point now dragon wormlings aren't a huge threat the biggest threat that they possess is their breath weapon because their bite attack is standard and all their movement is like any other medium creature but that breath weapon one-shotted both you and connor when you failed your saving throw i was what? only like yeah. i was only like one 
Because only because I went to negative health, but it was only by like one. So it was only like more than my health pool by two. So like if it had just been a little bit less, I'd have been fine. But at, at this point, you two are down. Calcrix is roaring in triumph, and Connor's body is now thrown the door out of the room open so the roar can be heard you and or hunt and Erky timbers the 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 cleric can now see this wave of frost coming through the door so you go to investigate to help yeah so we run into the door and i try to reason with the dragon which does not work i rolled a nat one yeah, you to reason failed with the, with the reason and I, the way i punished you is see the, the breath attack gets charges so you roll yeah. a d6 and depending on what you roll you can do that ability again and i went ahead and gave her another frost breath uh an frost breath. and then okay check this out so she launches the frost breath at me and for my save, I roll a nat 20 right after a crit fail. So what you did was uh, you, uh, I asked, how did you want to perceive this? And so you yeah. cast, uh, what was it, Create Flame or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the Create Flame. And then I held my hand out so the ice went up against the flame and melted as it came into contact with me. But you were like, I'll do you one better since it was a nat 20. And you had the flame like shoot out. And it was like a Dragon Ball Z scene where frost and fire are, you know, being shot at one another. You overcame her frost with this little cantrip level spell. Yeah. And you wound up doing max damage as a firebolt spell when her frost breath was extinguished. So this dragon's like, oh, what is going on here? Fear the <laughs> This should not be happening. I, I am Calcrix. Yeah, I knocked down almost half its HP because it was like, what are a dragon one? He's like 32? 32 HP. You did max damage plus like, your modifiers. So you did like 12 and HP. And that was only your saving throw. You yeah. You still had I a beat whole it, other attack phase. I beat it in one turn one turn because then i uh erky timbers came in after uh after your turn they didn't use their turn to attack though no erky timbers uh revived connor and then then your turn went again yeah and then i got my actual turn and who baby (laughs) i did some stuff i i I used the potion of fire breathing we got. Mm-hmm. That ended up doing a lot of damage that I didn't expect. Yeah. Which I'm a little pissed off about because I'm a dragonborn with a natural fire breath And it ability, was stronger and than And it yours. was much, much stronger than yeah, what I had. I did rib you a little bit because I was like, maybe you, you said you didn't need this when you got it and you gave it to me. But uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't read because like, the way mine works, like, I get, I think it's a D8. Yeah. And then I only get that one D8. You get like three D6s. Yeah, it was like three or four. I think it was four D6s. Four D6s. And uh, I did that. And then I did my regular scimitar attack, which Connor buffed for me. He he gave me some enhancements on that. And then you were just like, so are you going to knock it out or kill it? And I was like, I'm going to knock it out. So I slammed the butt of my scimitar onto its head, and the head crashed through the table and bounced up off the stone. Yeah, you knocked that thing out cold. She was out. And we carried her back, became heroes of the kobolds. Uh, Got a couple of scrolls and a key to a sealed-off area that you guys had come across early on. Yeah, we did go there. We uh, we mourned the loss of our dear departed comrades. Um but we pushed on. And then the next part of this campaign... Well, before that, Connor was trying to get more NPCs because he was trying to buy mercenaries off yeah! the queen. <laughs> he, 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 he rolled to talk to her and he was like, how many of your soldiers can you spare? I want an army. But 
G's going to take care of it for me. <laughs> and he, he rolled crap charisma, and she basically said, look, we don't like the goblins any more than you do. In fact, we probably hate them more, but any problems you started with them do not instantly become our problems. And then he was like, let's hire mercenaries. And and I, th- I, I think because you told me, because we only had... A few gold pieces, a lot of silver pieces. I had enough gold piece. I had almost enough gold pieces for an elite soldier. And like, because you had, elite soldiers were what, 100? Yeah, yeah. And all, I had 88 all, at the time. All elite soldiers are is that they got the same stats as regular kobolds, except they got a little bit more AC and HP compared to a regular one. Uh-huh. Um, but they're kobolds, and they're a tight-knit community, so they're not just going to sell their people into, you know, fighting for other people. And then he looks at so us. So it was like 100 gold for an elite troop, and then it was like 50 for a regular kobold. Yeah. And so he doesn't have enough, and then he looks at us and says, hey, anyone want to pitch in for this? And After we, didn't, we had yeah. just complained about having too many PCs. We didn't go for it NPCs. simply to spare Big Boy Chungus <laughs> from having to play them, because we already had an NPC following us, and we already had the heartbreak of Meepo. So I found a good in-character reason to not want it. I was like, oh, my peaceful druid doesn't want to bring any more people into this fight. Which made sense. My excuse is I was just still getting over Meepo's death. Plus you still had Erky Timbers. who Yeah, was, you he's know, great. I like him. Yeah, he's he's actually really useful as a cleric. So after that, we decided to backtrack as a party to the sealed-off area. You used the key to disengage the magic lock... You passed through a room that had a magical orb uh, floating in the southern wall. We spent too much time on that orb. Yeah, you guys like, should we or shouldn't we? And we, you guys just said, forget it. Let's not mess with it and go on. Yeah, and I was I was trying to move it along. I was like, guys, let's just forget the orb. And then I just walked through the door. Because I know I burst through doors a lot, but if I didn't, we'd be in every room for 20 minutes. Yeah, which I you should check rooms for traps and stuff, but don't do 10 checks. Well, I, I, I did... Perception, insight, and religion. That's all I did. My my Connor did Arcana, insight, history, religion. Yeah, I think if all four of the orbs would have been lit up instead of three shattered and one lit up, it would have been less intriguing. I, I think, think we would have just assumed they were lighting the room or something. Yeah, I think what I'll do from now on is I will have everyone make a perception check and then one other check of their choice. Because right now, there or in this game, there were almost each each, each of you guys, not all but some, who were doing like 10 checks per room. And I'm trying to juggle back and forth. I'm trying to... G and I are looking at each other like, who could that have been? There were, t- there were two times that I counted, probably more than that, where I accidentally gave away some secret information. Uh, at least three. I can think of three off the top of my head. Yeah, I was... Get- I, I, they weren't like game-breaking or story-breaking, but they were information that you guys were supposed to investigate, like the name of someone. Well, because you, you told us... You also give away traps a lot. You told us the gnome... Because we didn't know it was a gnome at the time. Well, that pit wasn't a trap. The demon. You no, told us you, the name of the demon. You gave away the arrow trap. I just was like, well, my I said my character's going through, so I'll go through. How did I give away the arrow trap? Every time I walk, every time we walk into a room that, that there's going to be a trap in, you say, okay, and do you just walk in? Every time it's a trap room, you say that. Okay. So I need to remember not to do that. <laughs> and yeah. then when we came to the dragon statue, you said dragon door. <laughs> Well, that was that was the, that dragon statue wasn't a door. I missed, but it but it did open a door. Uh, I knew it would, but yeah, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, actually. So, anyways, you skip through. 
the the floating orb room. There's a hallway with an arrow trap that hunt triggered. That did nothing. Connor was mad at me for triggering it. Like he, he like it he did was five upset. damage to you. It was like five damage, and it wasn't even to you, dude. Was, that's like nothing. I was a level ahead of you guys because I got a level when I beat the dragon solo. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to say while hunt and which team. I mean to be fair. That was very much warranted. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, In fact, I didn't even ask for it. You and Connor were both like, give him a level for that. And he was like, you know what? I will. Connor wanted to know if he got you, the XP you, for it. That, that dragon Getting the XP a, for sneaking? Yeah. That, dra <laughs> that, that was funny when you said that. <laughs> that dragon was, that dragonling was at full health when you came to rescue yeah. G and Connor. So heck yeah, I'll, I'll give you a level for that. But anyway, so they, they come across this room with a red and white marble dragon statue. And it has a riddle. <laughs> And I tried to set it up like, ooh, mysterious. <laughs> we, didn't even, we like didn't even let you finish. G and I were immediately like, it's stars. The answer is stars. And then I revealed that there's an episode of Jimmy Neutron where it's the, like, that seems so out of left field, but this riddle was oh so similar. And that's how I knew it because I watched that episode of Jimmy Neutron when I was a kid. It's like, we appear at night and then we leave by day. What are we? It's like, it's stars. <laughs> what do you think? I'm a preschooler? <laughs> I'm like Nemesis from Resident Evil 3. Stars. When we just blurted it out, you made this face like, okay, I guess they got it. <laughs> <laughs> Which opens up a secret door to a, a, a hallway with these elven statues. And I, I probably did mess it up. But there was an encounter here where you guys were supposed to fight a Quasit, which is this low-level demon that got stuck in here hundreds of years ago in this tomb. <coughs> and it, the way the, the book laid it out, it says, when a character either climbs out of the pit after falling in or successfully crosses it, the Quasit attacks. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't say how or when, but so you, Hunt, made it across the pit first. And I'm like, okay, quasit time. So this quasit, whose name was Jot, by the way, but you wouldn't know because you killed him real fucking. We real knew because you accidentally revealed it, but it, that was a fine accidental reveal because it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, we also destroyed that guy. They did help, didn't they? I threw a javelin yeah. at him. Yeah. And you. you uh, I feel like I got the final blow on did. everything but the first goblins this time. And Jot the quasit rode rolled really low on initiative. He went he last. He did. He did go last. after. Hunt, G, and Connor were all throwing stuff at. He was like, no, no, I don't want to go back to hell. <laughs> yeah, because I remember the way I beat him was I stabbed him in the gut, and then I took the scimitar all the way down to the ground so he was split and had longer legs and no lower torso. Yeah. But, <laughs> but see, when you kill a demon on the material plane, they don't exactly have, like, guts and entrails. It's more like an avatar that's being controlled from hell. So when you killed him, what? Okay, so I I just thought of you finish your thing first. So when you killed him, um, there was some blood, of course, but it wasn't like oh, just a uh, a gore bag falling open. He kind of disintegrated like Thanos snapping his fingers, and then said, "No, I don't want to go back." I went back. What I was thinking was, so the pit had wooden spikes in it, and oh, Connor is always very afraid of athletics checks for some reason. <laughs> Despite him having a actually very high dexterity, have you guys seen his stats? He no. rolled really well for all. Like he doesn't have like a plus four to strength, but there is not a single thing that he doesn't have a plus in. Well, you wouldn't I mean, know because he plays like he hides behind us during combat, and he goes, and he makes us go first before everything. I guess he's just being safe. But it's a little think, too safe. I think because the first session he died almost like twice. So I think he's a little gunshot. Yeah, actually, this is the... He's Connor, traumatized. Connor has died twice now. He died once with a crit well, fail. He didn't, he he didn't, didn't die. die. He oh. got knocked unconscious and was dying. We, we, I'm sorry. I, I should have clarified. We should have let him. 
I'm just joking. <laughs> but I, I think honestly, he's a little just a little gun shy. Could be. Um, but yeah, he's had to make death saving rolls twice in this game so far. I've only but, had to do it once. So he. I don't lose HP, so I don't have to do it at all. And, and just to kind of <laughs> just to add insult to injury of how cautious Connor was being about this pit, uh, Hunt's character used a vine whip to swing, swing across. across. G's character is just naturally a buff boy, so he's like, Hua! and the cleric like did a somersault over. It. He rolled yeah, great. I, I I made an athletics check for Erky Timbers. He rolled like eighteen. That's without the modifiers and stuff. Yeah, like that. that was without the modifiers. So I, I, I don't. He not only cleared the jump, he did acrobatics I mean, to show is, off. This is a gnome, so it's like. So I kind of those little stubby legs. Yeah, I kind of shamed Connor's character into like make the jump. It's not that hard. It's ten feet. Um, so he. And so like he ties a rope to himself, then throws the rope across the pit, and then he's like, "Hold on to me." Like, okay. At first he wanted to just use fire and burn the spikes at the bottom and just crawl across. <laughs> and then Big Boy Chungus was like, it's still a 10-foot drop, bud. It's still dangerous. You will, you can t- you will take fall damage. This is what I wanted to say. So I was going to be like, what if I was just a jerk? And when he got rid of the spikes, I cast spike growth in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he has a spell that literally grows caltrops on steroids <laughs> from the ground. He's cast spike growth in the pit. I mean, and it's camo. You can't see him either. Yeah, he, he would have had to make a perception check and gone, wait a minute, this doesn't look like normal grass. Hey there, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> I would have totally allowed that, and Connor and you would have had to deal with the consequences. He would have been so mad. <laughs> But uh, then he made a perfectly good athletics check and just jumped across. Which he, he was like, give me my rope back. Because his <laughs> athletics isn't that high, but his uh, dexterity, which means his acrobatics, is actually really good. Yeah, and you always let us roll on whichever one we choose. So. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. Yeah, you either have to, you either can be brute, brutally strong, or you your reflexes and precision can be just be on point. So it's whatever. Then the the last room in this little run before we called it an evening was the head priest's room. And this was basically a tomb where the archpriest for this dragon cult that you guys have been uncovering over the course of this campaign was being housed. And you come in, there's uh, four torches in the room, one of which is glowing green in the corner. And there is this massive sarcophagus. It's nine feet long, uh, five feet wide, and it just has these six iron bars on it that are just keeping it closed. Yeah, and somebody wanted to do five checks on a torch, and we were like, leave it alone. It's a torch. Help us strength check and get the stuff off this sarcophagus. We knew it was going to be a big boss, but we also wanted that loot. And then he, like, he was saying, like, don't get too close, so that way you don't get in the range of my shots. I'm yeah, like, he my wanted... guy, we've got to tear the bars off this thing. I want to help with the strength check, but also ready in action for my crossbow. So, like, you're using one hand to pull, but you're also holding your crossbow back? What do you... You can't do that. Let, let, me, let me say... <laughs> I, I love Connor, and I love I do too. DMing I love Connor. We don't, we're not I making love playing this a ragging hour on Connor, but... Everything we're saying on the podcast, we have absolutely said to his face. Yes. I guarantee it. Um, so, yeah, you... Uh, basically, the way that this part of the encounter was written in the book was that this is kind of like a combined strength or dexterity effort. So you guys got to, like, all roll strength checks, and whoever rolled the highest one would go towards ripping the bars off. And then you all got to collectively add your strength modifiers to lift these, this half-ton granite sarcophagus lid. If you rolled the nat 20 during that, which I really did, helped us. That really...
even Erky Timbers got a nat twenty in there, and he uses angry go- angry gnome strength and pulled a bar off by himself. And then tell us the uh, about the boss. So you open up the sarcophagus, and you see a seven foot tall, green skinned, pointy eared humanoid open his eyes. And you had a great mini for that too. Yeah, he. Uh, so this guy is a dragon priest who was sealed away who knows how long ago. And he was, in fact, the head priest of the dragon cult. However, he's been in that sarcophagus for so long that he did not remember his name, but he could still speak in draconic and elvish, which he did speak in both over the course of this conflict. But he wasn't just any average priest. He had tampered with troll magic before he was sealed away in this coffin, so he had troll-like qualities. Um, he had so cool. regenerative skin. Which he didn't get to use. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, to be fair, the yeah, level... Big Boy Chungus is literally getting up to leave. No, 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 no I'm, I'm <laughs> looking for that mini that I was using. The level you got... Uh, the Destroyer? Yeah. There's a Devourer. Or Devourer. The Devourer, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. level you got from that really helped in the battle. For the, the level you got from the dragon. Yeah, because without really that helped. level, I wouldn't have had my flaming sword. But so Which yeah, is just a sword that's... It's just a... It's, a sword made of pure and, fire. And I did almost all the damage to him. And Connor, <laughs> Not all you, of it. you helped. Yeah, I did. You, you did damage. You did plenty of damage. Someone was wanting to know. Connor was wanting to know whether or not poison damage would work. Well, no. Someone asked something about undead, and I'm like, the guy's not dead. He's not a zombie. He is genuinely no, alive. I had yeah, used, that was that was good. It was suspended animation. Not undead. I had used my divine sense to detect evil, and it would, and it was the whole thing is that like it would let me detect fiends, undead. And something else, and but you said you could sense evil, but you didn't detect any of those. Yeah, I the basically the way that I described it is that you look at the coffin and you see the menacing kanji from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure floating. <laughs> yeah, no, immediately there. I thought Dio when he said like there's a, a coffin there Shaw. with bars on it, <laughs> and all I thought was just Dio. Karoniyada. So where's can... my body, JoJo? <laughs> So I'll the, burn your dog again. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Well, you already killed your son. You're single-handedly responsible for his death. I was single-handedly responsible for a lot of people's deaths. <laughs> Most of them I am on a crusade. Not as much as fate, all. but I am on a crusade after. Yeah, fate, fate was this close. I've got an inch, half an inch between my fingers uh, of fate becoming a murder hole. What did you save? You didn't save a darn thing. <laughs> I love Ultraman movies. But uh, so th- this guy rises from his coffin, all seven foot green skin of him, and he shouts in Elvish, which Connor was happy because his character does speak Elvish. Finally, because he's just been sitting, because we've been talking in like Draconic, draconic the whole like, campaign, and he can't talk- understand. He's talking- the only person that can't. We've been talking in Draconic, but I keep forgetting like to just relay and translate information to him. So he's just been kind of sitting there, just like. I'm just long for the ride. He's, <laughs> he's, he's really glad that we got Erky Timbers because Erky Timbers, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you guys, he speaks goblin, draconic, gnomish, and common. I feel like if we're going to... Yeah, like, I noticed the goblin. I feel like if you're going to go to this citadel, you have to speak draconic at some point because everyone, literally everyone except Connor's character speaks draconic. I think I chose Draconic as my optional language. I was like, I'm a reptile. I should know Draconic. And so, so yeah, Draconic this, this elvish, yeah. half-elf, half-troll dragon priest is rising from the grave, basically yelling curses at you guys, not cursing you, but he's saying, Yeah, your doom is nigh, blah, 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 bad guy. I said, cease your heresy. So, yeah, uh, you guys wound up kicking his butt 
Hunt got first attack with his new flaming sword spell. Yeah, so I had my scimitar in one hand and my flaming scimitar in the other hand, which does a ton of damage, but it takes a spell slot, so I'm just saving it for, like, bosses and stuff. Yeah, and you, Connor kept asking, does this guy have any weaknesses, any resistances? And I'm not, I'm not going like to tell you, you. Yeah, you can't give him that stuff. But you did actually a really good job. By using the flame sword, you did attack and make contact, and you slashed his arm. And what I did to kind of flavor, you know, giving you guys a little bit of information about a certain weakness. That was very good of you. That was very was smart. that uh, he, he saw the wound. And he started freaking out a little bit because he started saying, like, in Draconic, why isn't this working? Why am I not healing? And because trolls have a natural healing ability, but it's negated with both fire and acid. And then all three of us were like, we have those things. I have Searing Smite. I'll just make you burst into flames. So, yeah, you smacked him with your great sword with holy fire. Which was awesome, by the way. Um, Connor got a couple of uh, enchanted bolts in there with his crossbow. I thought he missed. Everything. Oh, did he? he? Did. Yeah, he, he didn't hit. 10. I don't think he hit anyone except those goblins at the beginning the whole time. Um, and then um, Erky Timbers started throwing some shade. He says, you call yourself a true priest? Watch as I perform miracles of Paylor. And he gives you guys like this cool blessing, which gives you like advantage on all of your attacks and plus four. Which was awesome. Yeah, it gives you a pl- extra p- D4 to your attack rolls and damage and saving throws. That really helped. Can you believe that's a I, level one spell? Yeah, thanks to that, I didn't miss anything. Yeah, and that he, guy had a high AC. Yeah, he, he had 18 AC, 30 HP. He wasn't a full troll, so he was a lot less difficult than a... I, I'm going to tell you right now, you guys would not survive a real troll fight. Yeah, we know. <laughs> uh, even with flaming swords, it'd be a bloodbath. But uh, you guys defeated him, and you, Hunt, actually got the final killing blow again. Yeah, and I got out of my regular scimitar, so I, I, I like to explain my own killing blows. <laughs> so I shoved the scimitar into his heart, and then I, when I pulled the sword out, the heart was on the sword. <laughs> and this, this this troll dragon priest half elf is which sounds so cool. <laughs> um, he he he's in disbelief and he clasps the hole where his heart used to be. He says, "No, why have the elder dragons forsaken me?" And then he like falls flat on his face. So this like boss level character took us what two turns? I think it was two rounds. Yeah. And I feel like one of the reasons why you guys are doing really well, I mean, the weakness definitely played in your favor, but you guys have also had the initiative advantage on most of your fights for this session. You guys just had at least four, at most eight people on your side of a fight all the time. And after that battle, you gave Connor and I both another level, and my paladin just suddenly like became the beefiest cake to ever walk the face of the earth. And I'm just like a little ahead of them, so I'll probably level up just a little bit before you guys again, maybe. And yeah, you you'll have to do a lot of heavy lifting if you want to reach level four by the end of the campaign. I'm not expecting to because I know it's a one, two, four, and then the other ones like start at four in that book. So, but yeah, so you we stopped it there for an evening because uh, we just got tired and wanted to call it. But Plus, we're gonna play all day tomorrow with our other group, so I don't I don't want to do weeks like this all the time. Where it's, I totally get it. I mean, we got so many other games we haven't even played for the podcast yet. Yeah, we need to start getting back into the regular board games that we usually play since the I quarantine is slacking off a little. They're bit. less stressful, and you get less invested. Uh, but next, I think next I time, I think next time we will finish up the Sunless Citadel because you guys just have 
the rest of the goblin section of the, the citadel to do, and then you've got the dark below. That's all I'm concerned with is really the below. Yeah, goblins are just kind of yeah in the way goblins. at this point. Yeah, you guys, you guys are gonna like the the third part of this this encounter. It's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm better. I was terrified we'd we'd beaten the end boss with that. Um, oh no no no! Because no, we still no, haven't no. even found the two other people yeah. we need to I find. I thought that was just a side quest. You guys keep forgetting about no, the lock or that's the lock. Yeah, that's the main quest. Yeah. Because uh, Erky Timbers, remember, told you guys that B-Lock was a sorcerer who came here a long time ago and made his home in the, the guts of the Citadel. Yeah, and instead he took the two humans, which are who we need. We already have the proof for the ranger, now, now we just need the proof for the quote-unquote kids. My, the misunderstanding I had is I thought he said that the goblins took the kids. They did. The goblins then... captured them, and then B-Lock came up to them and says... Where are the two humans you captured? I want them. Or the three humans you captured? I want them. Oh, I, that's my fault. I missed that part. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we already know what happened to the ranger. He was fed to rats. <laughs> we know you spend most of your time picking your nose, so. <laughs> Just poking your brain a little bit. <laughs> you know I'm not afraid to throw things at you. I know, because Stop. you threw a fork, a metal fork at me earlier. You threw right. a knife at Connor let's, today. Let's not start a PvP session. <laughs> I have thrown roll full, initiative. I have thrown full water bottles at Hunt before. But yeah, you guys think that's good for today? Yeah, I think. Well, that's that's where we left off. You guys defeated the elf troll dragon priest, and uh, we called it a day after that. Divvied up the loot. Levels were had. Everyone is now at level three. So I think we are all set for the next session. That sounds great. So uh, thank you all very much for listening. Be sure to check out our social media at B3 Productions on Twitter. And there's also a B3 Podcasts Facebook page. You can check out our merch on eBay. Uh, and there are other podcasts and stuff as well. Uh, links for all kinds of great stuff, including places you can donate, are in the description for this podcast. Be sure to check it out. Uh, also, we're going to try to do a Settlers of Catan episode soon. Maybe some other games like Smash Up, uh, Risk. What's that? Whatever that Fallout game is. <laughs> we'll uh, see about that one. That one was. Uh, that one takes about just as much investment as D and D. It's fun though. It, it is. takes a whole night to play, but it's fun. Uh, so that's it. Thank you all once again for your support, and we'll see you next time when fate knocks at your door.